hits all the time. We are family. Max Scherzer, double-digit Ks. We're busting ours. Kick yours. Fun to watch. Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the National Access podcast on the Mass Nationals Facebook page presented by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. I'm your host, Bobby Blanco. It is, of course, May the 4th. It's Star Wars Day, so I have two very special guests with me joining on today's episode. Mark Zuckerman of MassInSports.com, Nationals beat writer. Mark, hi. How are you? Happy Star Wars Day. Hello, guys. Happy Star Wars Day. I actually dressed up the the backdrop for everyone. My wife and my son contributed tremendously, and I'm just hoping the Lego X-Wing does not fall. Yeah, I can't even tell that's like three-dimensional. It looks really cool. I thought it was just a sticker on the wall, but that is quite the setup you have there. And then, of course, we're also joined by Nationals All-Star Reliever, World Series Champion, Star Wars Super Fan, Sean Doolittle. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, sorry, I don't have a cool uh, setup at my place right now, but I do have this Star Wars shirt. Yeah, that is that that'll works. do. That'll work. I feel like you're not going to be changing out of that shirt all day today. It's a very special <laughs> no. day. Um, <laughs> yes. So before we get started with all the Star Wars talk, you know, I, that's what I'm most excited about. I think that's what a lot of fans are excited to hear about. But just wanted to catch up with you, Sean. How you're doing? How are you and Aaron doing? I know you guys are still down in Florida. How are you guys spending your time? Are you still using your dogs for workouts? Uh, how's it going? <laughs> you know, it's going, man. And 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 we're lucky that uh, we've been able to uh, stay safe at home uh, rather than feeling like we're stuck at home. Um, I, I think that's the most important thing right now. Uh, we're staying safe and um, we're doing the home. We got the home workouts going. Um, I've been communicating with the national strength coaches and the trainers uh, for different exercises and things that we can do from home to, to try to stay ready and stay in shape. And being in Florida, it's nice. You can get outside to, uh, um, you know, take advantage of the weather and, um, you know, whether it's bike rides or taking the dogs for long walks. Um, you know, we're trying to mix it up, st- uh, stay from getting, uh, try to mix it up a little bit, keep, keep each day a little bit different, uh, of Otherwise, they all kind of end up feeling like Groundhog Day. Uh, I know, Sean, you and your wife, Erin, have been keeping very busy with a variety of different uh, media (laughs) outlets and platforms. You've started (laughs) your own talk show even, uh, which I'm sure is great. But deep down at this point, now that you've, uh, you know, we're what, seven weeks, more than seven Mm -hmm. weeks into the shutdown. Just how much are you missing baseball at this point? How desperate are you to actually go out there and start playing baseball? I miss it a lot, man. And, and, um, the stuff that we've done, the, the media stuff, the, the fake talk show, it, it all stems from, you know, trying to fill this massive void in our life, uh, that is baseball. And yeah, it's been fun to work on, but it, it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel as fulfilling as, um, you know, a baseball season and trying to defend a, a world championship. And, um, so, uh, I miss there's so much about it that I miss being around the guys uh, going to the ballpark every day and 
um, you know, just that routine, it, it, it can be a grind a little bit, especially in the summer months, but like, uh, I, I miss it so much. And, and, um, you know, we were really looking forward to those world series rings and, uh, the ceremonies at the beginning of the season to raise the championship banner and celebrate one more time with the fans before we got rocking and rolling in 2020. And, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be worth the wait. It'll be really, really extra special when we do get that opportunity again. Um, so it, this has just been everything that we've been doing has just been us trying to stay busy and, and find a way to, to fill that void and continue to connect with fans. Yeah, that's great. I think a lot of people have been enjoying that. I think they love the uh, back and forth banter that you and Aaron have, um, especially on the talk show. It's been a lot of fun. I, I saw it today. So to kind of tie that into the Star Wars conversation, you guys did a made the fourth episode this morning on the Nationals Twitter account. Um, mm-hmm. So is Aaron not as big of a Star Wars fan as you are? No, no, she's not. Um, I'm very, very lucky that she, she tolerates my Star Wars fandom. Um, and that's that's kind of about it i mean she she made sure like we had we were on vacation visiting family around the holidays last year and um she made sure that um we could block off time to go to the new star wars movie on opening night um she's very supportive of it um but like it's not something where like she's asking questions to like learn more about it um so uh, i think you know, that's as much as you could hope for. I get it. It's totally nerdy and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm very appreciative of her support. Uh, all right. I know you've done before some very long reviews and explanations of your feelings about Star Wars. We'll try to get a condensed <laughs> version here. And I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. Now that the Skywalker saga is complete. Mm hmm. How do you feel about how it was wrapped up? Did you find it satisfying? Uh, do you wish there's something different? How, give us the short version, not just the review of episode nine, but just sort of how it all came together in the end. Um, yeah, there were some, um, I had some thoughts about the way that episode nine ended, um, but ultimately I really liked the movie. Like the people had lots of different feelings and opinions about the movie. I, I did really like it. Um, it wasn't quite the ending that I was hoping for, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I really feel like being a fan of a, of a series or a franchise or, um, something like star Wars is just enjoying it for what it is and, and kind of accepting it. Um, obviously I was, I was hoping it was going to go a different way. Um, the way that they wrapped it up, uh, I still thought it was good, but like, um, you know, I don't want to like spoil it for anybody or, or, or get too far down a rabbit hole, but um, I was okay with it. I was okay with it. Okay. So here, here's my feeling. I, I saw it when it first came out in the theater. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it, I, it on an emotional level for what it oh, was. Yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it again since because I have this feeling that when I watch it again, I'm just going to find all the faults with it. And I, don't want, <laughs> I don't, I don't want that to happen yet. I want to wait a while for that. happens. <laughs> that's probably fair. And that's probably a good idea. Uh, as long as we're in this quarantine and, and we're social distancing, um, cause you don't want to, you don't want to get yourself all riled up like that. Yeah. Right. I watched it for the first time <laughs> or the second time, I guess, since I first saw it in theaters last night, actually to prepare. And to Mark's point, I actually 
kind of liked it better the second time. I was like anticipating. Okay. I knew what was going to happen, so it's like yeah. just kind of sit there and enjoy. I think the first time you see it in theaters, you're just so excited and hyped right. up. And I don't know. For me, I was always like, I don't. It can go any way. I'm gonna love it regardless of how it ends. Right. Um, and that's right. I enjoyed it. I really like how this last trilogy uh, incorporated all the former characters: Leia, Luke, Han, and of course we get um, uh, Lando back in, in the final one. Um, and Chewie uh, as well as too. So I, I think I really enjoyed it, appreciated it more as uh, the, the second time around. That's cool. I remember like when we saw um, Rise of Skywalker in theaters, um, as the lights were coming down and the movie was about to start, um, the, the guy that was sitting next to my wife, uh, who was there by himself, like he wasn't with a group, um, as the lights came down, he said to himself, he said, all right, don't mess this up. <laughs> And, and I was like, that's not the mentality to yeah. take into watching like a, a, a new Star Wars movie. Like just sit back and enjoy it. And, and to Mark's point, like it, there were so many different times during the movie where I had really strong emotions. Like I was crying at one point. I got goosebumps multiple times. I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie. Um, I did really enjoy it. Even if like the plot, did not quite go uh, the way that I had planned it out in the fan fiction that I had read or makes in, my, sense. in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There've always been plot plot holes in star Wars. There's always been some continuity issues in star Wars, but like at the end of the day, what are we really there for? We want to see laser space battle uh, using the force and like cool special effects, like, you know, and, and it's be okay and there's going to be enough there's you know there's so many cool other things happening in the star wars universe uh the mandalorian and you know the expanded universe with the video games and the books and the lego there's there's too much stuff to get mad at when there's um or i should say there's too many good things about the star wars universe to to really you know get too upset about just one thing all right, so Star Wars is known for its expanded universe. Uh, as you just pointed out, there's a lot of stuff beyond the regular episodes. So I tried mm-hmm. to expand my own uh, Star Wars horizons here a little bit. I tried to cast Nationals players as members of the Star Wars universe, and I'm going to throw them out there. Bobby's heard some of these. Uh, I'd like to get your guys' quick reaction to some of these. All right, it's all let's go. fun. No, <laughs> if any of these other players hear these, I, I'm not making fun. You know, it, this I'm. I'm like just take it for what it is, all right. Well, my question to, before we start will be, Sean, how many other players in the locker room are avid Star Wars fans, and would they appreciate or take offense to any of these? Uh, well, I don't know, like how far down the cast of characters Mark's going to go. No, this, these are know. these are the main characters. Okay. These, these are, I'm not going that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. I think there's a lot of guys in in the clubhouse that are Star Wars fans. Um, so. Uh, you know, um, Mark, you might have some questions to answer when we start rocking and rolling again, but uh, I'm excited to see what you came up with. Hopefully by then they will have forgotten about it. <laughs> I think we'll be not, probably not be that I wouldn't love to be not that I wouldn't love to see all of you guys in the next week, but I don't think it's going to happen. So. We'll probably be focused on other things. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's start with the uh, the main character of them all. Ryan Zimmerman as Luke Skywalker. And the theory here is started out as this young, uh, you know, go getter. Um, you know, joined the the big rebellion and over time kind of became a little bit cynical, 
a little bit untrusting of younger teammates and 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 uh, rookies and things like that. But in the end, when it really mattered, he was willing to sacrifice himself for the good of the team, as Zim's had to do with you know a little bit reduced playing times and things like that. I I like it. I I really do, um, especially the part as as you know we watch Luke's uh, character arc in Last Jedi, uh, where he is willing to. Um, you know, for lack of a better term, sacrifice himself and, but continuing to have an incredible amount of influence on, on Ray and, and um, the rest of, of, of her story, um, you know, by being a force ghost, if you will. Um, You know, he, he wasn't, Zim's not at that stage in his career yet where, He's a force ghost. Um, I think we saw his 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 run in in, in the playoffs, um, the big homer against the Dodgers, uh, the Superman diving catch at, at first and against the Cardinals in Game One of the NLCS, and the big home run to get us going in Game One of the World Series. Um, just off the top of my head, um, he was a really big part of what we were doing. But you're right, like um, for somebody that's been the face of the franchise for a long time, uh, continuing to kind of adapt um his role and and do what's best for the organization and for the team um we're lucky that's why we're lucky to have him you mentioned the diving catch that reminds me of in rise of skywalker when ray is destroying um ben's ship and he tries to throw the saber away but then that's when he appears and catches it so it's kind of like a like a right catch, like right when um, Zim had it at uh, in the in LCS. <laughs> somebody, we got to get somebody on that Photoshop. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. All right, uh, this one's not great, but Juan Soto is Han Solo. It's the name, but it also what struck me is Juan is good and he knows it. You know, he's <laughs> he knows it. Now maybe he doesn't have all the other same characteristics, and you know, he's certainly not a grizzled veteran yet, and. Uh, you know, skeptical of everything in in the universe, but just the, the confidence and the cockiness, I think, works. I I like it, man. I I like, and you're you're right. He, the swag that he has, it's all about the swag. And and uh, you know, you go back to um, Solo, the the standalone Star Wars story, uh, Solo with uh, his origin story a little bit. Um, and you get a little bit more insight into kind of his development and you're right. He knows, he knows what he's capable of. He has an incredible amount of confidence in himself and uh, he has fun uh, pushing boundaries, maybe doing things a little bit different, doing things his way. You know, Juan's got the Soto shuffle, mm-hmm. um, but he's got, he's always got that smile on his face and, and Han kind of always had that when he was pushing the envelope. So um I dig it. Yeah. Okay. I definitely see the younger Han in, in one. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Bear with me on this. It's going to sound crazy, <laughs> but Max Scherzer as Princess Leia. Okay. Now here's why. Natural leader. Doesn't take no for an answer. Doesn't want to be rescued. He wants to get out of the jam himself. He doesn't need other people trying to help him get out of this. Take the gender part of this out of, out of the equation. Max Scherzer as Princess Leia. I'm sold, man. Uh, and and um, <clears throat> I think you're right. Uh, Leia is the most badass. I don't know if I can say that on Masson. Yeah, go uh, she's she is this one of the strongest characters in the whole Skywalker saga, and um, 
both strong, like her, her convictions are so strong physically, mentally, and emotionally. She's one of the strongest. Um, so you're right. Get past the gender part. And you're looking at one of the best, you know, leaders in the whole galaxy. So I dig it. All right. Yep. I'm doing good. Here. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Two, two in a row. I'm going to put these two together. Howie Kendrick as R2D2. He's the little guy who gets overlooked a lot, but in the big moments, he comes through. He was the hero in the big moments. You could not have won. The rebellion could not have won without R2D2. And then Steven Strasberg is C3PO. He's a little bit tight. People kind of want him to loosen up a little bit. Uh, you know, um, no, he's not as talkative as C3PO, right. but uh, I thought maybe there's a little bit of a connection there. That one. I'm, I'm a little nervous about that one. There are parts of those that definitely work. Um, Howie, you know, R2-D2 is, is, as a droid, he is right in the middle of everything that's going on, and he oftentimes gets him out of some really tough situations. And, and Howie did that for us all year long, coming off the bench uh, a lot of the time as a, that pinch hit specialist in, in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, with coming, you know, with a big hit and a big spot in the game. Obviously, his heroics in, in the postseason kind of speak for themselves. Um, but he's kind of that um, just really professional jack-of-all-trades. He can play third. He can play second. You can put him in the outfield. You can pinch hit him, bring him off the bench. Uh, you can put him at first base. Um, there are so many different ways that he can fit into what we're doing as a team. And, and uh, he bailed us out of a lot of trouble so many times over the course of the season. Um, and then for Strauss, um I thought you were going just if people know Strauss, he's he's incredibly cerebral, the way that he approaches the game and the way that he prepares, um, the way that like he thinks uh, when it comes to putting a game plan together and attacking hitters, preparing, watching video, going over the scouting reports. Um, I thought that's where you were going, because, you know, C3PO, you know how many he always talks about how many different languages languages that he knows and and, yeah, and he's always he's always yeah he's always breaking down the odds and um so i thought that's where you're going with it but i could see it i could see it yeah uh, maybe that makes a little more sense yeah. <laughs> your, your, your take on yeah. might be better than mine i do like the idea of maybe we should change uh how he's nicknamed the droid instead of truck i do like how he's just small and sturdy and you're not going to push him over <laughs> astromech yeah okay all right, um, so Jason Worth, I'm not going to do the obvious Chewbacca thing because that's that's hackneyed. Plus, Chewbacca is a sidekick. Jason Worth was not a sidekick. He's a leader. He's a, a leading man. So great point. I'm going back to Qui Gon Jinn. Here was a, an influential uh, mentor and leader from sort of the past generation. He helped mm -hmm. lay the groundwork for what was to come. Unfortunately, he wasn't there for the big victory in the end, but his presence was still felt. And he still ultimately played a role in helping uh, bring everyone to get to that big victory in the end. This is, in my opinion, this is the best match so far uh, right. that you've come up with um, because I love the way um, he was, one, he's one of the best leaders, uh, best clubhouse leaders that I've ever been around. And um, I, I, he, he had an incredible ability to connect with everybody in the clubhouse, whether they were a veteran like he was or they were a young guy that maybe just got called up. Or in my case, 
um, somebody that just got traded over to the team. And um, in 2017, the, uh, the day after, it was the second day that I was there that I got traded over. Um, he pulled up a chair uh, in the clubhouse next to me and we just talked about Star Wars actually for like <laughs> for like 15 minutes and at the time like I was super intimidated by him um, you know he's a big dude and he's accomplished so much in the game and uh, his he had a presence in that clubhouse for sure and, and he was you know one of the unquestioned leaders of the team and I, di- I didn't know exactly where I fit in the clubhouse yet so I was like a little nervous I was trying to keep my head down and he approached me and, and really kind of broke the ice. And it was one of the, um, one of the moments where I really started to feel comfortable and accepted in the clubhouse. And he was like that with everybody. Um, and so I think, um, you know, for a player that had been brought up in, in a different era of the game and the, the mentalities of the game, you know, 10, 15 years ago were very different than they were in, you know, like 2017, for example, when I was traded over here, but he continued to find ways to adapt and identify with guys and, 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 uh, and, um, you know, really be a leader for everybody in that clubhouse. So, uh, I think you nailed it. That's, that's my favorite one so far. All right. Very good. Nice. Very good. All right. This one's kind of silly, but Gerardo Parra as Yoda, he yes. wasn't in, he wasn't <laughs> yes. there for the first act. Okay. He came in for the second act. Okay. And at first everyone's like, who is this guy? He's talking funny. He's kind of weird. Like, what is he talking about? And then over time you realize like, oh no, actually he knows what he's talking about. He's actually really influential. He makes a big difference in the uh, ultimate success for everyone with his advice and his experience. Uh, and, you know, always good for a laugh. Hey, I love that. And, and especially because this is a really specific example, but um, Para was a huge help to me when I was trying to come back off of the disabled list uh, or the injured list in September. Um, I had the knee issue in August and um, I was throwing, I threw a couple of live BPs uh, on the field to, to our hitters and, and Para stood in on a couple of those and the feedback that he gave me uh, after those uh, sessions was really, really, uh, it really helped me a ton um, finally getting over that hump and getting back. And in, in tr- true to Yoda, um, he said, you look like you're thinking too much. He's like, you're, you're trying to feel your way through it. He's like, stop thinking, just do it. Like you've, you're, you've been in this league for eight years. Uh, I've faced you before and I know what you're capable of doing and just do it. He, and um it was i don't know there was something about it at the time that just gave me uh, a little bit of confidence but again he's another guy that was able to connect with everybody in the clubhouse he got us to loosen up you know to loosen up to realize be able to realize our full potential and um you know he'll always have a special place in our heart uh as a teammate and and nats fans for for everything that he brought to the team there is no try do or do not right so it was like a perfect, perfect quote. All right. A couple more real quick. All right. Here we go. This is actually my personal favorite. Bryce Harper as Anakin Skywalker. The most talented dude in the galaxy from a very young age of the chosen one. Everyone expected great things from him. Blossomed into a hero, was beloved uh, by everyone until he turned to the dark side and signed with the Phillies. <laughs> You don't have to answer that one if you don't want. To. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one, man. I just, I, I really hope um, 
people remember um, what Bryce brought to the organization and, and to the city. Uh, for me, getting to watch him in, in 17 and 18 um, was really special. He's, he's, he's a once in a generation talent. And, uh, you know, in the end, like it, it, it didn't work out. It, it was a business thing. Um, and, and he did what was best for him and his family. And, and, um, so, you know, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yep. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. That's my personal You're absolutely too. right. And I, I like Bryce. He's great for the organization. I wouldn't, wouldn't say a bad word about him, but it kind of fit the narrative with him. I was, I was kind of proud of myself when I came up with that one. And Anakin uh, doesn't finish evil. He's redeemed in the end. He yes. is redeemed in the end. Yes. So I think if Very he d- hadn't gone to the Phillies, Very it's a, it's a it's not as close of a comparison. But because he went to a division rival that is an hour up the road, two hours up the road, it's like oh come on, <laughs> from a fan standpoint. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. All right, and last one, Sean. I know who you you know you want to know who you are, and I'm kind of specific here with young Obi Wan Kenobi. You know, there's the obvious, the Obi Sean Kenobi that, but you know, you're not, you're not Alec Guinness. You're Ewan McGregor. I think Ewan McGregor could actually play you yeah. in the, in the movie of the 2019 Nationals. Like you got That's the hair, really the good. beard. I think, I think there's, there's a little bit of a look there if you could do the American accent, but you know, even beyond that, uh, you know, sort of a, a you know, a young leader, um, a very talented, uh, takes on others under his wing um, you know, we'll, we'll forget about what happens to him later on. You know, you're, you're, you're not a hermit yet, but you have been, you know, for the last two months in isolation. And so maybe you are starting to go a little crazy and turning into Ben Kenobi just a little bit during this time, which would be understandable. Uh, but I, I like you as young Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love, I'm, that's, that's so exciting. That's the best thing that happened to me in, in a, in a long time. Um, uh, I'm honored. I am honored to uh, uh, assume young Ben Kenobi as my spirit character in Star Wars. Um, he's always, Obi-Wan's always been kind of one of my favorites. And um, shoot, I don't know, man. I'm, uh, I appreciate it. I'll just say that. I yeah. really appreciate it. Were you worried I was going to have you as? Um I honestly didn't know. I wasn't sure if I was going to be a part of it or if I was just going to be asked to kind of weigh in. Um, But like, like young Obi-Wan, like I I recognize that I still have a lot to learn and that I'm I'm not done yet. Um, I still, even though I'm eight, nine years in to my career, I I still feel like uh, I'm constantly trying to learn more and develop. Uh, And so, uh, you know, it's, it's never done, but um you know, maybe I can have a slightly different end to my uh, to my arc, but um, shoot, man, still got that World Series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I like the idea of like where you're not always called upon, but when you are, it's because you need to get the job done, and Obi Wan usually comes through with that because he's very powerful and strong. So I like that connection as well for you. So wise, so wise, wise, <laughs> wise man. And you know what? I mean, you're. You know, this is going to be your, well, whenever we get back, your, what, fourth season? Not full season with the Nationals. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're becoming a clubhouse veteran leader, especially in that bullpen, too. So that kind of fits as well. Um, yeah. All right, Sean, before we let you go, we don't want to take too much of your time. We really appreciate you joining um, on the Mass and Alexis podcast. But we do have a couple of fan questions that are coming in on our Facebook Live. Thanks, to everyone, for tuning in and commenting along. Um, just So just get through a couple of these real quick. Um what are your feel? Christy Connors wants to know what are your feelings about Jar Jar? 
Oh man, I don't know if we have time for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was kind of a swing and a miss, I think, by by the 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 Star Wars team. Maybe um, you know if they were going for like a, a character to provide a little comic relief, um, you know they 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 probably could have done better. I think um, you know at the time when I was a kid and the prequels came out, I thought it was funny, but I think like the longer, the more removed we get from it. Uh, I think, uh, it hasn't really aged very well, unfortunately. So, um, I don't know. They tried it and, and it, it didn't really work. It didn't land the way that they wanted it to, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I agree. And I'm like you, I was a kid when it came out. So I was like, this is funny. It's dumb, but that's great. That's what Star Wars is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun. Uh, right. But did you listen to the um, the Ringer podcast, the um, binge mode when they did Star Wars? No, they brought up a good point that like Jar Jar for not for what he did for Star Wars, but what he did for movie for cinema, he was like the first fully CGI character ever made, and then also you know put him in a big franchise like Star Wars that was rebooting at the time. It's a pretty important character in cinema history in terms of what he brought, to, what he meant to movies, not necessarily star wars also keep in mind that he eventually gave palpatine all the power so he's kind of the reason for the empire but you know for what he did for cinema is pretty important that's really cool Uh, and you know what if that's his legacy um you know let's make that his legacy because that's really cool you're right uh with the motion capture and the cgi um that that star wars the prequels did probably rely probably too heavily on cgi but I think, um, you know, for the, the rest of Star Wars that's come after that and for the rest of movies, um, they pro- they had some really, really important contributions. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Terry Dale Young wants to know, what unique memories and moments are you sharing with your family during this time? I'm not exactly sure if that's Star Wars specific, but if there is if there is Star Wars ones, I'm sure you have, you have plenty. <laughs> I don't know if there's any like specific Star Wars ones. I know like um, my family, um, my extended family, like my uncles and aunts and uncles and my cousins, my grandfather, we hop on a, a FaceTime call every afternoon uh, or every evening. And we've played some fun games. We had a, we had a, like a name that tune where we had everybody submit like a, a, a what would be their major league baseball intro song. Uh, and then we tried to guess who, who submitted what. Uh, we had fun with the uh, Kentucky Derby the other day. They did the Triple Crown winners, and they they raced them virtually. And uh, so we, we had some fun with that. Um, shoot, I mean, we've played bingo on FaceTime. Uh, we've done a couple of different things that have kind of been, you know, fun projects, fun ways to try to break it up and um, feel a li- like we're spending time together, I guess. So. Um, I would imagine a lot of people are, are trying to improvise and come up with ways to continue to stay connected. So uh, it's been a challenge, but we've definitely tried to make the most of it. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. All right, uh, just one more. You kind of already touched on who your favorite character is. Nancy Karabek wanted to know. Um, but I I think I, I would be dismiss or remiss if I didn't ask you who shot first. Uh, I think Han shot first. I think Han shot first too, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, and I know we've we've seen um, shoot, I think we've seen a couple different versions of that right. scene 
the, uh, the remasters and the re-releases and stuff like that. Um, and I know it's a little bit of a conspiracy at this point, but I think um, ultimately, I think Han did shoot first. Yeah, yeah. He shot first, and I think it makes sense for the character. Honestly, you know, at that point, he we're we're still learning about him, and he we're not entirely sure if he's uh, totally invested in others' well-being or only looking out for himself. Yeah, and he knows yeah, he's that a smuggler, a man. You're like you're <laughs> in a cantina on Moss Eisley, like you know, like you don't know who's after you. It's you know what does what does Obi Wan say about Moss Eisley? That's a hive of scum and villainy yeah. it's it's a it's a cutthroat place to be and he greedo comes on him in the corner of a of a bar and he's like i don't need this right now hey you know? obi-wan cut the guy's arm off yeah for, for just you yeah. know being mean to luke so let's that, let's not give him a free pass yeah see these are the, this is like the some of the maybe uh the selective memories that we have about star wars or, or some of the biases we have about the characters like Han was a smuggler. He was running. He was running spice. Like you know, he was into some dark, shady stuff. <laughs> like it makes sense that he might have shot first. And I don't think it. You know, his character maybe goes on to have some redemption from that. Um, but that's that's what he was doing to get by during that time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, Sean. We thank you so much for um, all the talk on Star Wars, uh, Mark. And I really appreciate it. We enjoy. It. We know we have a lot of comments coming in. A lot of fans really enjoyed it as well. Something lighthearted to talk about during these times. <laughs> um, before we let you go, you uh, and your wife Erin uh, donated about twenty five thousand meals to the Capital Area Food Bank a while back. Um, mm-hmm. Are you still? Uh, pitching in and helping around the community or and if so how can uh, people help um, um, donate and then help people in need um, during these difficult times yeah we're continuing to do what we can and 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 help uh, dc Um, capital area food bank is a great way for people to try and help out Um, i think because a uh, a a small donation can make a, a, a big impact and i know there's a lot of there's a lot of need right now and there's a lot of you know fundraising and stuff like that so people aren't sure uh, where to go or uh, how to chip in Um, but in in the case of capital area food bank the way that they have it set up based on their resources what they might uh, have in stock already um, even just just one dollar can make as many as two meals Um, so it's a it's a way where you can make a really big impact um, without having to to give feel like you need to give um, uh, a lot of money um, they're the kind of the central hub for a, a food bank network that normally serves, um, or normally serves to work with, uh, over 400 other satellite food banks in the surrounding DMV area. So, um, they've, they, they have a huge footprint and at a time when people might be out of work, kids are home from school. Uh, there's a lot of people wondering uh, where their next meals might be coming from. So um, it, it, this is a way where, where we can try to help them out so that they can focus on maybe some other things and uh, have a little bit of peace of mind knowing where their next meal is going to come from. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great work. And I also saw that uh, your friends, the Hopis, Braden Hopi and his wife uh, donated yes. match your donation like a day later, which is very cool. Yes. That was awesome to see um, if people want to chip in, uh, capitalareafoodbank.org. Um, they're doing some incredible work. Um, 
I, there's a, like I said, there's a lot going on. Uh, Ryan and, and his wife, Heather Zimmerman, started Pros for Heroes, which people can check out at prosforheroes.org. That's doing some incredible work uh, providing food for frontline healthcare workers. Um, after, after some of these shifts that, they, that they're having to pull, uh, the, long, the long hours uh, at the hospitals and, and um, <clears throat> giving them ready-to-eat meals, pre-prepared meals, uh, they're looking at expanding into uh, trying to secure some PPE and protective gear as well, but they've done incredible work already, and, and they just started that up maybe a month ago at this point. So Pros for Heroes is another uh, really good place where people can can go to try to help out as well. Yeah, that's yeah. all great. Great work. Um, for people who need more information about that or more Star Wars content, you can give Sean a follow on Twitter <laughs> at what would do do. Um, on Twitter for more uh, information and for more um, shows with Aaron. And <laughs> I think people are really enjoying yes. those. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. You can also give Mark Zuckerman a follow at Mark Zuckerman on Twitter. And of course, check out his work on massinsports.com. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, we really appreciate it. It was a great conversation and um, glad to see you guys are doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. May the force be with you. May the force be with you. And the Mass and All Access podcast is brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. You, of course, can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud, and watch on Mass and Nationals YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Sean, Mark, thanks so much again. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in and commenting along, and we will talk to you later. 